Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, trees provide us with many benefits in terms of improving air quality, their visual impact, as well as simply being an integral part to the delicate ecosystems we have here in Ireland. But managing them can be tricky and making sure they are safe for our communities essential. Joining me now to discuss the art of tree surgery, I'm delighted to be joined by Wesley Monaghan of W. Monaghan Tree Services and Paddy Lyon also joins us from Abatis Tree Services. Uh, gentlemen, you're very welcome to the programme. Thanks very much. Thank you. Paddy, we might start with you. Um, you've yeah. been in the business a long time. Tell us a little bit about you and uh, the history of your family in the business. Well, my father started the business in 1939, uh, just when the war started. And um, he, uh, he was, we, we were the only one actually climbing trees in those days, I can remember. And uh, he sadly passed, he was a village island man, and uh, sadly passed away in, in 1963 at the age of 45. And my brother John was only 14, and he took over. And uh, he was playing under 14 hole for Alta Gales. And he was driving to the matches, he was, you know. But in those days, men were men. And it was a different ball game, you know. Right, right. Yeah. So, so when you look at the business now, um, yeah. tell us typically the type of work that you do on a day-to-day basis. Uh, well, we do, uh, we, we, we concentrate mostly on, on domestic domestic work. Uh, and we've been going to people. As I say, always look after your customers. They'll always be there. Yeah, and we we do a lot of we do we do fairly big work as well. We do we've been last never now seventeen years. Uh, we restored Golden Bridge Cemetery, and then we uh, we actually work for people, children uh, whose parents we work for. Right, and I always, it's it's all about trust and honesty. That's the bottom line. And I say to people, there's no bargains at the front door. Beware of cameras and looking knocking at your door looking for work. And uh, uh, there's there's so many at it now, but they don't have insurance. That's the problem. And I've only been asked once to say. And, and maybe a handful of times in, in so many years now to produce insurance. Everyone says they have it. Yeah. There's no one actually, in, there's no actually in this country doing insurance. Yeah. And uh, Brexit, Brexit has put it through the roof. It's, it's so expensive. But you compete against people who don't have insurance. I mean, you, you can go to a, a local shop and buy a chainsaw. Yeah. But there are a lot of people actually who are climbing trees now see it as a hobby. And Paddy, if, could I ask yeah. you then, what well, typically yeah. then, what sort of qualifications would one need to work in your business and to work with you? Well, uh, to work with me, you know, I, I'd know after five minutes looking at looking at someone on the tree, but they know what they're doing. And it's not even not even I'd let up a tree. There's some trees I wouldn't let any uh, up unless they had at least ten years' experience. Yeah. And uh, you know, but uh, it's as I say, like. There's people think that it's like a hobby to some people, but the person that hard work never killed anyone never worked hard. Yeah, hard work takes a toll on your body. And I said we we did last time we took a massive trees down lately, and that's where I brought in Wesley because Wesley's a great crane man. Yeah, you know? I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce yeah. Wesley to the nation yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's here with me in studio, Wesley Monaghan uh, from W Monaghan Tree Services, uh, based up there in County Mead. Wesley, you're very welcome to the program. Yeah, cheers. Thanks for having me. Now you're. What's known as a, an arborist, uh, uh, aka a tree surgeon. I'd be called many things: timberman, <laughs> logger, arborist, tree surgeon. I'll answer to them all. Same all right. thing at the end of the day. Well, tell us a little bit about your world and your business, indeed. Well, look at you. After here, and a lot of it is similar to Paddy. I am a, a third generation at the trees, which, in other words, I I shared a passion for it, but I didn't inherit a whole pile. I built it all up and started it and. and keep striving for, for better. I'd be obsessed with what I do. I might okay. as well tell you the truth. So I feel like in any job, any career, 
if you're into it, you'll be good at it. And if you're good at it, you can progress at it. And I mean, there's there's not much more to it. So that. so you're you're very hands on, Wesley. You're you're there on the jobs. Hundred percent. You're up Every the tree, job. as the I, fella says. I'm the worker. Uh, I love that end of things. Like yeah. My dream, if I had someone maybe just to look at the jobs and just tell me where to go nine to five, the work for me is what I love. Generally. Yeah. And how many lads would are would you have working with There's you? There's four, four lads, right. uh, including me. So it's a it's a small crew, but it's a tight knit crew. It's like a well oiled machine, you know. I don't have to explain to the lads what's going on on a day to day basis. Um, we literally can look at the job, and each one of us know what we're doing. So it's a good team, and I can keep my hand in the plug. Then um, I would nearly turn down some bigger jobs. Genuinely, not I. I like the size it's at, and um, I yeah. can keep control of. And you can be at every job, so you 100%, can yeah. you can supervise jobs personally. Well, I, well uh, not even supervising. I'm I'm there on them on the saw. I'm up the tree. So yeah. if it gets bigger, it's kind of hard to kind of keep that same control on it. To give us a, and I know every day is different, but give us a, a you know, maybe a typical day, the type of work so, you'll uh, actually be doing. Yeah, um, obviously that's probably one of the reasons why you love it. I'd. Um, I'm a little bit of an adrenaline junkie, so every day is different. I'm not a creature of routine. So, I mean, there's something nice about just doing a physical day's work. You're not kind of, it's just a good feeling at the end of the day. But the job differs, but the generally kind of the same routine-ish. You're just in a different spot. You're meeting new people every day or every task is kind of different. But, yeah. like, I mean, the basics are the same. I assume you have to be very physically fit if you're scaling trees it, and... It definitely helps. Yeah. You don't have to be. Well, yeah. you don't have... But well, it definitely helps. It yeah. makes it easier. And like Anton, sure, if you're... It's like any athlete or any job, if they're fit and you mind yourself, you can kind of progress longer at it and, you're, you, you know, you're not complaining of aches and pains at the end of the day. So I think that's any job. If you yeah. mind yourself and keep yourself fit, you can uh, stay happy and healthy at it. Okay, well, I've got two of Ireland's uh, greatest tree surgeons here with me uh, on the programme. So if you have any texts, get them into us here at 53106 and we'll uh, we'll see if we can do our best uh, to answer them. Um, Paddy, back to you in terms of uh, physical fitness. You got new hips a couple of years ago, but you're still going. You're still going. Yeah, still I walk every day. I'm 70 now, I am. And uh, I keep fit, I keep active, yeah. And you see, the body shuts down overnight. Yeah. Just stop, you've had it. You have to keep at it. And as my poor mother always said, Lord, that old age doesn't come alone. But uh, you stay at it. But actually, it, like it, it's like a footballer. It's a young man's game. Yeah. And, and I said, young lad, I said, come here. It, it comes on you like a ton of bricks. I said, you think, you think it'll, never, it'll never come, but it does. Yeah, you know. But it, like, it, you know, no old saying is very true. If you, don't, if you don't use it, you lose it. And, and, and that's very, very true. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but I mean, we, 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 I was doing trees before. I used, to, I used a two-man dolmer with me. I was eight years of age in short trails. I was at the end of it. And yeah. the first top panel saw came into the country was a, a McCullough PM6. My brother was probably, I'd say, the, probably the first man to use a, ch- a chainsaw up a tree, you know. And um, But I used cross cuts. I used monkey winch. We used to pull fully mature trees out of the ground by hand. Four men on the, on the monkey winch. Wow. And uh, uh, people, yeah, people think... think so, is there... Yeah. Can I ask you this, Paddy? Yeah. Is, there, is, there, is there brand loyalty to particular chainsaws? Like, are you a still man or a McCullough man? No, or? I, 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 I tell you, McCullough, McCullough was the first probably sod, but McCullough sod would break your heart because when they got warm, the setting changed. <laughs> and, you, you, you know, my, my father, a lot of, my brother, they used to buy a, a carpenter saw and leave it down with a place in Steve Street called Shaw's and it, it, they would cut the bushman teeth into it. And my dad had two saws, one cut and touch, the other wrapped in, wrapped in the sack. And, uh, yeah, and that photograph of my dad taken in, in 1948 in the Dublin Zoo 
that was your side photographer took that. But you see, he has a saw hanging down by your side. He wow. bread. And uh, there was no harness in those days. It was just free, freestyle climbing. Just My dad had a stone on a rope. He threw it up the tree so far, pulled up his climbing rope, and literally just walked up the tree. And then he got up there, and he, and he got up another height. But you, you, held it, you held it, the rope and it down across your chest, and that's what you used, and that's the way it was. But there was no harness in those days. So health and safety has come a long way since you were up there with the two-handed well, saw yeah, with your father. Like, well, I always say to everyone, like a short pain has been a long one. I learned that from my mother. A short pain has been a long one. We don't take chances. Don't take chances. It's all about trust and honesty. And if you can't get the job done today, come back tomorrow. Yeah. You know, and the simple as that. But I see people, I see people taking chances. See, I close my eyes. I see what some people, what they do like. And it's, it's, it's frightening. But I would see the hidden dangers. I would see the hidden dangers. And, and, and that's, that, come, that comes at years, you know, experience. Just watching, watching, watching. Yeah. And I've learned so much, but all the people I walk with over the years, Lord, I've been probably the last man standing of all the crowd I walk with. You know, what I learned down the years, there was some fantastic stories. You know, people say I should write a book, but, you know. But, um, <clears throat> I'd say there's uh, a book in you, all right, Paddy. That's for sure. Like it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's fantastic rewarding work. Like, you can actually see your product when you're finished. You say, oh, God, look at that. Yeah. And I go around, I go around looking at jobs I've done over the years and see how the tree's behaving. Yeah. You know, I say, oh, God, I'm, I'm proud. And like, I often say to people, satisfaction often better payment. Yeah. It's, it's very rewarding work in a sense but the problem is, the way the industry has gone I find it's, it's like the taxi sometimes it's a taxi t- 10 o'clock at night and goes down the road it gives the driver 20 quid which is this is great this is great I'm getting one day and then the market well, every time they can hurry now is a chainsaw and there's people going out there and they're cutting trees down just for the firewood and what you have to understand anything happens to anyone in your property God forbid if they haven't got insured you'd lose your home yeah. people don't, people don't realise that yeah, no, no, it's a very serious subject. Uh, what, what about that, Wesley? Uh, Paddy talking there about every Tom, Dick and Harry turning up with a chainsaw. It, it, it seems unfair to have to compete with that. Ah, look, there's a, there's a few give-it-a-go heroes, which are, that's in every trade, it's yeah. in every aspect, and uh, people are probably a bit more aware of it um, now, but could we, you could talk to the cows come home about that kind of a subject, and it's across the board and in everything. You just, all you can do is just be aware, be vigilant, and... Yeah, it's no actually no harm maybe checking the insurance yeah. it's grand for one lad taking you saying yeah have it but maybe just check it out and if they're reputable or word of mouth or reference which a lot of my work is word of mouth um, people will, will kind of recognise that and yeah yeah no word of mouth obviously is, is key and, and reputation reputation is, is a big paramount. thing for me like, so my name is on the side of the thing I am uh, so you know, and I, I'm there. If you, if I'm looking at the job, it's me actually there doing it. So I will take full responsibility across the board. And I mean, as I say, there's only so much people. Well, can I ask you yeah. uh, about attracting people to work for you, and then again, you know, I suppose maintaining. Uh, keeping lads with you uh, in terms of getting new people into the game is is that challenging? For some people it is, but as I say, for me, I don't have to cross that hurdle as much because I have a good team of lads that are with me a long time yeah. and I do try and mind them as best I can because I'm only as good as the lads that's with me. So I'm generally not looking for new lads or I don't try and change new lads, I just mind them. And that comes with maturity on my part and learning of how to manage lads and what they need and trying to be respectful of all that. So I try and keep a good crew don't like to be changing lads so I don't have that hurdle of trying to get new lads in at the minute I'm not kind of looking for I have my team yeah. I have actually lads looking to come and work for me but 
There's yeah. not really an opening, whereas other people would have a different kind of a struggle. No, to that. no, no. I think I think that's a good philosophy, and that applies in in any business. You look after your people, yeah, and and you they know, look after you. They do, and they 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 represent you. They do a better job, and they make your life so much easier. One hundred percent agree. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have enjoyed as much if I didn't have that good yeah. team or good crew. Paddy, we've loads of texts in here. I was maybe going to throw a few of them out and see if you could help me. Bobby, could you ask your tree surgeons? Uh, I have a cherry tree in my front garden, but the roots are extending beyond my boundary wall and creating cracks. Is there any way of to stop this without chopping the tree down? No, not particularly, no. The cher- cherry trees, uh, roots cause several problems. Do they? So uh, you must remember um, that I used to sponsor tips in the Golden Page. They always said, Remember, trees can be like pets. Some of them don't always stay that small. <laughs> right. So, uh, basically, no result there. Well, let's tr- we'll try another one. Bobby, my neighbours have an enormous bush that reaches over into my garden and obscures yeah. the light. Can I get a tree surgeon to chop it or do I have to deal with the neighbour? Well, now, I think this one might be obvious. Yeah, I'd say you'd be staying out of that one, Paddy, would you? No, no. The pro- what you're, legally, legally you, can, uh, you can cut it over the boundary. Uh, we don't give it back. You're supposed to throw it back. We don't do that. But yes, there was a time uh, many years ago, you, um, your neighbour couldn't, you had the right to light and you had, you had the right to, you know, privacy in that. But that day is gone. The day the light is gone. And uh, I said, um, we would do a lot of apartment blocks and uh, for property management companies and I you know, put up captions like with before and afterwards and they'd say, we bring more light into people's homes than the ESB. <laughs> so Wesley, what about that? Do you do, you, do you, would you would you encounter difficulties occasionally I with come across neighbors this and all the time? I okay, come across well, tell this us more. And the simplest uh, thing I can say to them is, you're living beside them. So like just a neighbourly thing. Some people we like, all have to so live together. We all have to live together. I'm just a, 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 we'll say the guy going to come in and cut. It. I would say look, speak to the neighbour. Try and meet some sort of a happy medium. Fair enough, you can cut what's overhanging your 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 boundary, but like. If there's a kind of a, it's so much easier just to talk to them and meet something with your neighbour in the middle. Yeah. And then when everyone's involved and knows what's going on, it's so much easier. I would get it a lot of time where like, I don't talk to that guy, but that tree's annoying me. But like, if you can just try and break the ice and speak yeah. to them. So and I easier. suppose people are very protective of things like their view or, uh, you know, uh, uh, or their light or their privacy. But These I are do, all things I do that find, matter to people. 100%. But I do find if you, if you, if you talk it out and uh, there's always a middle ground yeah. before it gets to, you know, going in on the QT and trying to mill it out in half an hour before anyone knows or they're at work. It doesn't really work in the long <laughs> run. Just, just talk it out. It'll be sorted. Paddy, I'm looking to plant a couple of trees uh, in my garden, says this texter, yeah. but I don't want yeah. uh, major issues with roots in the future. Uh, would either of your guests know which trees are the easiest to care for and won't need a lot of maintenance? This is probably talking against yourself here now, Paddy. But no, I would say, what I often say to people, I don't live here, do you understand me? Yeah. So you know what you want to look at. And I say to people, go to Norseys and have a look at trees. And 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 ask the person what kind of tree you know and what's the best position for, for that tree because look as I say then there is nothing as nice as a tree once it doesn't affect you there are the nicest things in the world right but uh, once they don't affect you and, yeah uh, so I would say I say oh, well I have me I have me I have me I love the oak tree I love the carpinus the hornbeam right and it's uh, the mountain ash would be manageable tree wouldn't get very big but um but some trees I see when. People say they're garden trees, but people talk about gardens being two acres. You have a suburban garden, you know. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, I've seen trees planted in gardens, especially eucalyptus. 
they say the line Andy the fast going to you clip about 40 foot in 10 years yeah you know so, uh, Paddy um, do you, do you yeah. have you any concerns you know about the lack of sort of big 200 year old oak trees that one would have seen around the country that there isn't as many of them now have we chopped down too many of the beautiful old trees no no I wouldn't say that because the first thing you do with a tree is you identify it as a, as a target like I mean if the tree's in the middle of the field what's the risk of it falling what, I, I, I mean if it's a hurricane blowing there's no one going to have a pick to go no there's a big massive tree they would have been they'd be indoors so there, there are some specimen trees. Look, I go around all the time just looking at trees. You know, people say, tell me, and I say, oh, I know that tree. You know, I guess I've seen it every day in the past. <laughs> so there's beautiful trees around the country. I mean, there's a, there's a lovely London plain up there and the White Father's there, in, 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 up there in Cypress Road there. Beautiful tree. Every time I go by and look at it. But they list the trees. But, see, tree, trees um, have a lifespan like everything else. But yeah. you can manage trees. And I go out to people and they have a beautiful old house they have. And they have plastic decking and plastic flower pots. And the only bit of character they have to have is in, in the garden is a tree, and they want to get rid of it. And yeah. they just say, "You'll never see that in your garden again." And they said, "What?" I said, "You'll never see that tree. The best tree to plant trees twenty years ago." And then they think, they think, they think because a tree creates an atmosphere. It's, it's like an old building. I mean, I, I'm down here in Mexico, sunny southeast at the moment. I bought an old cottage because of a big tree in the front garden. Yeah, because it gives a sense. No, of I get what you're saying completely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wesley, uh, we've got one more here for you. Bobby, we had a beautiful old oak tree in our area and the council came along and chopped it down. I've no idea why. Why can't large old trees just be left where they belong in the ground? Okay, that's a, that's kind of a vague question yeah. and, and, and I'm going to give a very vague answer. Um, it's very hard to know. I'm sure the council, because there's a lot of red tape now, we're just cutting down um, ancient old trees and they didn't do it needlessly, I would say. I'm sure it was posing a risk well, to something or someone. Or It's funny, if I think back about places like uh, like uh, the Merrion Road, where the, you see ribbons put around trees that have been identified uh, for bus lanes. Uh, in our, our street, our national street, O'Connell Street, uh, when I was in college there, there were mature trees on that street. They're no longer there. You know what I mean? So, like, sometimes trees get chopped down to, to for transport infrastructure and other reasons. And they you do, know, they do. Sometimes but there's we probably, wonder why. <coughs> probably your next podcast, it could be then. A, there's a crowd for housing and infrastructure, and unfortunately, like, it's you can't just. Yeah. It's it, it's it's so hard to say, it. and I don't think people, anyone, are just needlessly cutting down the trees yeah. especially not the council like why would you commercial. you'd have to say why exactly yeah. that. so um, it's it's look at all we can do is be educated try and manage them as best we can but like I don't feel the council are going around definitely needlessly cutting them down when there's no need or or generally any reputable contractor wants to just cut down the tree um, yeah. but at the same time there's stuff is needed like I'm, I'm definitely coming across a lot of that where People are hugging themselves to the trees, and unfortunate. It's it's one of those things you kind of have to just be. You got to take be professional about it. Be prof- exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. Okay, well, that's been a fascinating subject around tree surgery. Big thanks to my guests Wesley and Paddy. I'm wishing you both uh, every success with what seems to be a very, very interesting business. It is, of course. And just one little ask. Have a time yeah. for a little plug. We're at Minolte Steam Trashing on the Sunday the 13th of August. So if anyone fancies coming down there for the day, it's a good show. There you go. You heard it here, folks. Thanks again <laughs> to my guests. 
Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.